0: Are you resilient or are you the first to stockpile on toilet papers? Rick Hansen is a clinical psychologist and a senior fellow at UC Berkeley and a New York Times best-selling author. In 2018, Rick published Resilient, how to grow an unshakable core of calm, strength, and happiness. In that book, according to Rick Hansen, mental resources like determination, self-worth, and kindness are what make us resilient, that is, the ability to cope with adversity and push through challenges in the pursuit of opportunities. In what ways have you shown resiliency in life? And when were those moments in your life when you were able to cope with adversity and push through life's challenges in the pursuit of better opportunities? Or is your resiliency directly proportional to your stockpile of toilet papers? However, for us Catholics, our resiliency is not rooted in the promise of a better opportunity, nor the security of a risk-free future. Our resiliency, our ability to cope with adversity, and our ability to to push through with life's challenges, is anchored in god's mercy and loving compassion thus we can echo the same prayer the psalmist cried today i will walk in the presence of the lord i trusted even when i said i am sorely afflicted so when you were able to cope with life's adversities and challenges was it because you placed your trust in god or you were just hoping that things will be better there is a totally big difference when your hope is in god and not just in the idea that things will be better. The first one is gifted with faith while the second one is simply an optimist. In our readings today we are presented with individuals who have exhibited resiliency and whose resilience is marked by faith and trust in God's loving mercy. The first character is Abraham who initially received instructions from God to leave his country, his family, his father's land. To be uprooted from one's land is not a delightful process. They did not have a U-Haul nor a -a rent-a-truck program. They did not have removalists. Abraham, who was Abram then, needed to put stuff on the back of cow mills and travel through the wilderness and barren lands. Yet Abraham did not worry about those concerns. Abraham obeyed and went as the Lord told him. Abraham well held on to God's promise that God will bless him and his offsprings. And now, as we have heard in today's first reading, Abraham was being asked to make the ultimate sacrifice, to give up the very person God promised him, his very own Sam. Abraham trusted in God and placed all his hope in the God who promised to bless him all his life. Who among you can genuinely say to himself or herself that he or she has placed his or her trust in God, even if it involved giving up one's land, country, and even the family you love? The second character is the person of Jesus Christ. Although one can be distracted by the spectacular event of the account on the Transfiguration in today's Gospel reading. If you read the Markan account, one can recognize the inner struggle Jesus is wrestling with. Jesus has been foretelling His imminent death. In Mark 8, Jesus would for the first time share the great suffering He needed to undergo. He intimated with His disciples, the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders chief priests and scribes and be killed. In verse 31 of Mark 9, the same chapter where the Transfiguration account is located, Jesus will share for the second time of what is to happen to him. He said, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. When Jesus has been going to the mountain to pray, it seems he is starting to feel the pressure and the agony involved in his mission. Mind you, every time Christ refers to himself as the Son of Man, Jesus will foretell and augur about the nature of the suffering, death, and the resurrection of the Son of Man. In Matthew 12, Jesus compared himself to Jonas three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster. So for three days and three nights the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth. In the same chapter, as they were gathering in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him, and on the third day he will be raised. In Matthew 20, Jesus would again foretell his death, and resurrection in Matthew 20:17 to 19 While Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves, and said to them on the way, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles and be mocked and flogged and crucified, and on the third day he will be raised. Knowledge, if not at least an inkling, that one will be rejected, would suffer and die, can prove to be a frightening and fearful situation. We have seen how the coronavirus, the Delta, the Omicron, the monkeypox unnerved and threw most of us into panic. How much more is the effect on the person who is almost privy to one's coming passion, rejection, suffering, and death? But we also recognize the calmness, the inner tranquility on Jesus' part amidst this profound tension and i hope you're not wondering where jesus is drawing his inner strength his resiliency he goes to prayer and enters into an intimate conversation with the father jesus is placing his hope and trust in the god who cares and how did god respond to christ's prayer by assuring god's love for him this is my son the beloved listen to him amidst the threat of rejection suffering and death God comes to comfort His chosen one. You are my son, my beloved. For Christ, it was not the certainty of a positive outcome that matters to Him. It is the knowledge that He is deeply loved by the Father, who is the God of love. And for us who follow Christ, it is enough to know that we are loved by God to be able to face life's challenges. And this is the reason why we can take in our hearts and own Paul's realization. With God on our side, who can be against us? And echoing Paul's letter to Timothy, Paul writes, We can bear the hardships in life for the sake of the gospel. We can rely on the power of the God who has saved us and called us to be holy. So trust in God, hope in God, We do not need too many toilet papers.